And one may give his clothes to a non-Jewish cleaner for Oros Laabdon or his skins to work them, uh, his leathers. Late on Friday afternoon, if they made up a fixed amount that he would pay him, or he is doing it for him uh, in return for some favor. As long as he doesn't tell him to do the work on Shabbos, and that the Gentile does the work in his own home. Says the Ramah, And if they didn't make up a fixed amount, it's forbidden uh, to give him those items on the Friday. Some differ if he's doing it for him for free. I mean to say if he's doing it in exchange for a favor. If they saw him doing his work on Shabbos, if he was doing it in the in exchange for a favor, he needs to tell him not to do the work on Shabbos. Even if he gave it to him many days before Shabbos. If it was a public, well-known work that belonged to the, that everyone knows belongs to the Jew, and he's doing it in a famous public area, it's best to be strict and to prohibit such activity. Anytime they made a fixed amount, even though the Gentile will do the activity on Shabbos, the Jew is allowed to wear that item even on Shabbos. Because anytime they made up a fixed amount, the Gentile is working for himself. Uh, there are those who forbid one to wear it as so long as you know that the Gentile completed it on Shabbos. And you need to wait the amount of time on Matzah Shabbos that it would take to get the Malacha done. And this is the ideal practice. <laughs> Unless you really need it on Shabbos, in which case you can be lenient. And if you could calculate that it could have been completed on Friday. It's permissible in any situation. That's only if the Gentiles sent it to him to his house. But it's forbidden to go and pick them up from a professional in Shabbos and Yom Tov. And all of this is for items that he made for a Jew. But if a Gentile makes uh, items to sell, it's permissible for a Jew who knows him to go and to take items from him on Shabbos and to wear uh, shoes. As long as you don't agree with him, the the amount that you're going to pay. So you've taken it essentially on credit, and then afterwards you'll you'll decide how much. Hey, it's permissible to turn on the faucet before Shabbos so that the sprinkler uh, irrigates the garden um, all, all Shabbos long because you've turned it on before Shabbos. Or to place some sort of bandage that heals over the eye on Friday. Even though you can't place it there on Shabbos. And one may place perfume under your clothes, uh, which then soaks up the perfume all Shabbos long. And even if the perfume is in a utensil and the utensil somehow um, scenting the garments, because one's not obligated to have his utensils uh, rest on Shabbos. One can place barley into a barrel to soak it, as long as one did it before Shabbos. And one can 
uh, place uh, the olives and grapes into the wine press and olive press uh, before Shabbos, uh, even though they continue to seep out over Shabbos. And then the oil and wine that comes out of them would be permissible. Similarly, half-ripe grapes and ears of grain that you crushed before Shabbos, uh, you're allowed to use the liquid that comes out of them even on Shabbos. And one can put wheat into a uh, mill, a flour mill uh, of water uh, close to evening on Friday. Says the Ramav, we're not concerned about the noise that it will make. Because the people will say that so-and-so's mill is working on Shabbos. And there are those who forbid with a mill. And any situation where we have uh, noise that's being created. And this is our ideal practice. But in a case of loss, we could be lenient. As explained above. And you can put a weighing machine called a clock uh, before Shabbos, even though it uh, makes a noise to let you know the hours on Shabbos, because everyone knows that it the normal thing is to set it up from the day before. A person shouldn't go out on Friday close to the evening with his needle in his hand, not with his pen, lest he forgets and he carries it. He can go out wearing his tefillin near to the end of the day because he will not forget that he's wearing them. A person should feel his clothing on Friday close to the evening to check that he's not uh, carrying anything in his pockets that he might uh, transgress Shabbos thereby. The laws of uh, various stoves and ovens uh, to place pots on them on Friday. Let's say you've got a stove that's made like a pot. And you place on the top of this pot stove a pot with the food. There's actually enough place to put two pots. If it, it has uh, the leftovers of olives or wood uh, that is firing it up. It's forbidden to put a cooked dish before Shabbos and leave it on there. Unless it's completely cooked and any further cooking would dry it up. Because now there's no concern that you will stoke those coals. Or if it was completely raw, since it's raw, a person doesn't think about it until the next day. And all night long, it can continue to cook without uh, any needing to uh, stoke those coals. But if it was cooked a little bit, and it wasn't completely cooked, or even if it was completely cooked, but still uh, it was continuing to... Uh, stew and the longer it was there, the better it was getting. We're concerned lest the person uh, stoke the coals. But also, and it's forbidden to leave it on there. Unless he swept them, meaning to say that he took out all of the coals. Or he covered them with ashes to uh, minimize their heat. And if you throw into it a raw piece of meat, 
then it's permissible as if the entire thing were ruled. Because due to that real peace, he won't be thinking about it. And even if this stove uh, oven is not removed or swept uh, or covered, you are allowed to put a pot uh, just nearby it, but outside of it. However, if it was uh, being heated with straw or stubble, then you are allowed to leave the pot on it, even if it's the coals haven't been removed or covered over. Let's say you have two ovens that uh, fit next to one another, and there is a wall of clay between them. One of them is has its coals taken care of, the other one does not have its coals taken care of, they're uncovered. You can put something over the stove that is uh, covered or removed or covered, even though it's getting hotter from the steam of the uncovered one. Continues the Machaber, but Tanur and an oven, I feel him husak with even if it's being heated with the straw and stubble, also I feel this Machloi, it's forbidden to use it to keep something warm even nearby. I feel him who garf even if it is has its heating uh, materials removed or covered over. Says Ramakos, Mash, Ayad, Selesboy, as long as it's still hot enough to scold. Continues and how much more so that it's forbidden to leave something inside or on top of it. And a stove uh, that has just enough space for one pot. If it has been heated with the straw stubble, then it's like our original double stove. If it is has the coals or the wood, uh, then it's like an oven. Continues the Our ovens are like that first case of that of that stove. Continues the If you forgot and you left a pot on it, if it's a dish that was completely cooked, then you're allowed to partake of it even if it was indeed continuing to stew and get better. However, if it is a dish that had begun to cook, but not completely cooked, it's forbidden until Matzah And if you transgressed and put it there on purpose, knowing, then it's forbidden uh, in both cases. Says the until after Shabbos, the amount of time it would take to, to cook that uh, during that time. If a Gentile placed it back on the on the stovetops on Shabbos, then the same law applies as, like, as if one forgot and left it on. If a Jew returned it, then the law is like one who transgressed and left it on. But if it is continuing to cook and getting worse for it, it's permissible because there's no benefit from this prohibition. Continues. Any case where something is cooked at least um, a third uh, or it's completely cooked, but it's now drying out and getting worse. In these cases, you're allowed to leave it on the stovetop. Or even on an oven. Continues. Even if it was uh, fired up by uh, the coals and the wood, and even if it's not cleared out or covered. And when do we say that we need uh, these preconditions of the covered or the uh, stubble and straw? It's only when it 
had not yet reached the third court. Similarly, for the matter of if you removed a pot and then wanted to return it on Shabbos, but if you forgot and you left a cooked dish that had begun to cook but had not yet reached this third, then it's forbidden. And no need to mention if you purposefully uh, left it there. And we are, our custom is to be lenient like the latter opinion that it doesn't need to be completely cooked, it just needs to be one third cooked. Continues. This is all concerning leaving something. We mean to say that the pot is sitting on a chair of iron or on uh, stones, but not touching the coals of Al Hatman Al Gabi but to actually leave it right on directly on the coals, the Debri Hakal Asr. Everyone agrees that that's forbidden. Says Ramah, uh, that even if the pot is directly on the fire, as long as it is open on top, it's not cold, enveloped. We're just careful to uh, move it a little off before Shabbos from the fire so that a Jew can take it from there to disconnect it. And if you didn't disconnect it from the fire and you find it on the fire on Shabbos, you should remove it from there using a non Jew. If there's no non Jew, a Jew can take it from there. You should take it gently off the fire and not move the coals. And then, even if you did move them a little, it's something that you did not intend and it's fine. Base. Kirishi Grufa Oktuma, if you have a stove that is uh, removed or covered, not like and you took the pot off it even on Shabbos, you can return it to that stove, as long as it is still uh, boiling. Says Ramav, and he's still holding it. Uh, continues and you didn't put it down. Says Ramav, and you intended to return it. Continues and that's only on top of it, but not inside it. Of a tanner and concerning an oven, also like zero, a filler who got for you're not allowed to return something to into an oven, even if it has its coals removed or covered. But what did the kupach? And the same thing would apply to a kupach. In his sukkah, begafas for eight him if it was heated with stubble and straw. Says the Ramav, and that's only if the food is completely cooked. Then you can return even to a different stove. But if it's not completely cooked, also it's forbidden. A filler even to the same stove. All of this is only, some say, if you took it from the stove uh, while it was not yet Shabbos, and you didn't return it until it got dark. But if it was already Shabbos when you took it off, even if you placed it, even if you put it down, it's permissible to return. And so we are accustomed to be lenient with our ovens that have the rule of a kira. Uh, and they rely on those who are lenient, but it's better to be strict. However, if it cooled down, everyone agrees that it's forbidden. If you took food out of the oven, you cannot leave it uh, wrapped up in pillows and uh, blankets. Some say that 
as long if if it's close to dark, it's something baruch Shabbos done or near to baruch which is the acceptance of Shabbos um, for us. If it's so close to that time that if the pot would cool down, it would be impossible to reheat it while it's still day. Dino then the law would be just like taking it off on Shabbos itself. Yes, Mikil was there, some lenient with this, I mean, Nikolahakal, and the custom is to be lenient. It's better to be strict in a situation where there's not such a great necessity. But that's only on top of the stove. But to put it near, even near the fire, where it would be so hot that it would scald. It's permissible even near to Shabbos time. And concerning an oven, there's no difference uh, whether you're uh, putting it uh, on top of it or nearby it. That's only in a place where the hand would be scald. But if it's not that hot a place, Shari, I feel it's permissible even on Shabbos, as will be explained further. Someone who gets up early on Shabbos morning and saw that his food is um, overcooked. And he's concerned that it's going to continue to overcook. He can remove it and put another pot, uh, an empty pot, an old empty pot on top of the stovetop. And then he can put the pot with the food in it on top of the empty pot. He just needs to make sure that he doesn't put the pot down on the ground. And that it's still boiling. We've already explained, says the Ramah, that we are accustomed to be lenient, even if he did put it down. Uh, we should object to those who are accustomed to bury uh, from the day before a thermos of hot water. They put it into a pot they put it into a pot on Shabbos when when the food inside that pot uh, is starting to get overly cooked. It's permissible to put on a pot of hot food on Shabbos. Food that was already cooked completely before Shabbos could go in. So let's say you've got a kugel or something to warm it up, you can put it on top of that pot. Because that's not the way of cooking. But to hide it under the clothes that are on the heater. Vada also is definitely forbidden, says Ramah. It's also the same thing. It's forbidden to place it on top of the stove. Even if the stove uh, has its coals removed or covered, because they only permitted the returning of food, uh, as we explained. Some permit to place inside the oven where you cooked uh, from before Shabbos. Because since they didn't use it to keep the food warm, they only cooked and uh, baked in it the day before, uh, on Friday, there's no actual heat, there's just steam that's left, and there's no concern that it will cook. Well, largely understand the camera as long as that food that you're placing in has not completely cooled down. And there are those who are strict with this. And if the heat is so strong in the oven that it would scold also it's forbidden all of these matters that are forbidden also it's forbidden also to ask a non-jew to do therefore it's forbidden to ask a non-jew to warm up a pot if it got cold if you did so it's forbidden to eat it even if it cools down but if it's not completely cooled that it's still 
uh, fitting to eat. If a Gentile heated up, it's permissible to eat. Uh, therefore, we're accustomed that the Gentile takes the pots out of the ovens where we had them wrapped up and places them near the um, heaters, uh, or on top of the heaters. And then they turn on those uh, the oven, uh, and through that the pots uh, warm up once again. But it's forbidden to do that uh, for a Jew to do that. But if the pots are still warm, you're allowed to place them next to the heater. Since, like we explained, our ovens are like a kira, and placing something near a kira stove uh, that doesn't have its coals removed or covered is like uh, it's like if it had uh, been borrowed for cotton, it had its coals removed uh, in terms where you do want to place something upon it. And we've already explained that the custom is to be lenient when it comes to returning something. Even if you placed it, if you put it down. And similarly, to put something near a, an oven that's not um, been emptied of its coals, um, as long as the pot is still hot and it's completely cooked, and the, so is the custom uh, widespread to permit this. Laws of cooked foods that are prepared from Friday in order to finish cooking on Shabbos. Even though you're allowed to leave raw meat uh, to cook over Shabbos, this is only in a pot, but to roast it, next to the fire, it's forbidden to leave it in such a manner close to Shabbos, because that cooks quickly, and you will come to stoke the coals. And that's true for, the, for beef or um, goat, but for um, a kid um, or fowl, that they get split up into um, various limbs. It's permissible because we're not concerned that you're going to stoke the coals. If you would start stoking the coals, uh, the food would heat up too quickly and the meat would fall apart. It only needs that warmth of the fire. If it's in an oven, and you... Um, enclosed it properly with lime. Whether it's a kid or fowl that's complete, or it's the young beef or goat, it's permissible because we're not concerned you're going to stoke the coals. Because if you would open up the oven to stoke it, the wind would come in and the oven would cool down, and the meat would become hard and ruin. And there's no difference whether it was completely raw or it was a little cooked. Any time that the uh, inside of the body is complete, even though it doesn't have its head and limbs, it's called complete. Some are strict and maintain that an oven enclosed with lime, everything's permissible. And over a fire which is uncovered, everything's forbidden. And a, an oven that's closed but not sealed, that's when we have the distinction between uh, a kid and fowl versus all other meat. And that 
is how we're accustomed, like this opinion. Base. We don't roast onion or egg or meat over coals. Uh, unless it can be roasted while it's still day on both sides. Like which is half of the amount of its cooking, even if it is um, the meat of a kid. Once you've placed it on uh, the coals, there's no concern other than it will roast quicker and even though it will fall apart therefore we're concerned that you might uh, stoke the coals but once it is already roasted the amount of we're no longer concerned that you might come to stoke the coals even if it's a complete beef because once it's already fitting to eat why would you stoke it and run the risk of ruining it if you transgressed or you forgot and you roasted on Shabbos uh, in a prohibited manner, it's forbidden to eat it. Fruit that's eaten raw. It's permissible to put them around the pot, even though uh, they won't uh, cook or roast before it gets dark. Nevertheless, you need to take care not to put the lid on, back on the pot if it was taken off. Uh, once it's Shabbos, and not to add to it um, until it's cooked, because these things uh, increase, uh, hasten the cooking on Shabbos. Hey, one cannot place bread in the oven close to dark, only in order that it should be able to get the crust. Uh, uh, and you can't put a um, roll on top of the Again, only to get the crust. And anything that you spread it out and the edges uh, do not um, get drawn out is called the uh, crusting. And for a kugel, uh, you also need to uh, have a crust from above and below and have anything that's inside that needs to at least be cooked um, as this half amount. Uh, if you place it close to dark and it didn't uh, crust, if you did it on purpose, it's forbidden until Matzah Shabbos for the amount of time it would take. If you did it by accident, if he doesn't have what to eat, then he's allowed to take out enough for his three meals of Shabbos. And he can even say to other people who don't have what to eat, come and take for yourselves enough of the three meals of Shabbos. And when you do take it out, don't use the uh, regular tool for removing the bread. Use a knife or the like. So you shouldn't do it in the way that you do it during the week. If you can't do it in a different manner, then you can use the regular tool. Uh, but if you did give enough time for it to crust, uh, since you didn't do a prohibition, and for the needs of Shabbos, then you can uh, take it out uh, in the regular manner. Uh, but if you don't need it on Shabbos, also, you're not allowed to remove it even with a Shinoi by doing something different. This is all only uh, concerning a, an oven that's not sealed. But if it is sealed, or you're not baking it for Shabbos, you're making it for Matzah Shabbos, uh, that you should have, you have enough time to bake it. Mutter, it's permissible because we're not concerned uh, in such a case that you will uh, stoke the coals.
If you placed it on Shabbos, even on purpose, then you are allowed to take it out in the regular manner before it bakes in order that you shouldn't come to the prohibition of actually baking on Shabbos, which is a, um, a, a big sin. Zion. With our ovens that don't have this uh, way of putting, um, taking out the bread. You can take out more than three meals with a knife or anything else that you can stick into the bread. Uh, nevertheless, you shouldn't uh, use the regular tools because it looks like you're doing as you would during the week. A person shouldn't fill up a uh, pot with uh, various beans, which are most put it into the oven on Friday, uh, close to Shabbos, because these things don't need a lot of cooking, and you intend to eat them immediately, and therefore, even though they're not cooked completely, uh, they're like all other cooked foods, which began to be cooked, but weren't completely cooked, that you're not allowed to leave them in there. And same thing would apply to the various types of stoves. Uh, which, if they're not, if they don't have the coals removed or covered, and you could come to stoke it. Says the, continues, if you did that, I feel you by accident. They're forbidden on Master Shabbos for the amount of time it would take to cook them. You shouldn't fill up a barrel of water and put it into the oven late Friday afternoon. That water is forbidden to drink on Master Shabbos for the amount of time it would take to heat up. Uh, the preparation of the fire before Shabbos comes in. You can't make a fire of wood uh, close to nightfall until you've uh, made the fire properly that it's um, coming of its own accord. At least you are without the need of adding any other sticks. If the single log then the fire needs to be able to catch the um, majority of its width and the majority of its circumference if it wasn't lit to that extent uh, the rabbis instituted you might stoke it so and move it about move the wood about in order for the fire to catch but if it was lit appropriately one is allowed to warm oneself by it on Shabbos and use its light whether it's on the floor or it's on a candelabrum and even if it's something that we wouldn't use to make a wick from on Shabbos some say that when it comes to lamps even if the fire only just caught a little bit because they continue to uh, add the fire on their own uh, so certain fires made of very flammable substances uh, are permissible, even if they've only lit a little bit. Also reeds, uh, and seeds of dates that are spread about. But if the their bundles of reeds, or their baskets, uh, or their seeds in a basket. Then you need to um, prepare the fire until it's actually coming from itself. And some say, no, it's the other way around.